Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. I am running solo. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius. You're going to listen to my fine voice for the next uh, 30 minutes or so, the breakdown week nine matchups, kind of give a breakdown of game by game. We'll take a look at the 49er game last night as they took on the Cardinals. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic and safe Halloween. If you're out there with your kids trick-or-treating, hopefully you guys were safe. Hopefully the kiddos got a, uh, a bunch of candy, fill up those bags. That's what Halloween's about, filling up those bags, showing off those costumes, having a fun time. But now it's back to work, back to the grind. We've got to continue on looking at the Week 9 matchups. But before we do that, let's go ahead and look at what happened last night in the game between the 49ers and the Cardinals. This was a game that I thought was going to be uh, kind of kind of cl- closer, I think, than, than people thought it was going to be by the end of the game. I thought the 49ers were going to be able to show like that, that they are going to run away with it, which they did at times. Look like the 49ers were kind of run away from the game. But when it was all said and done, the Cardinals did put up a couple of nice drives, get put them back in the game. And if they made that stop on fourth down, I mean on third down um, prior uh, at the end of the game, they would have had a shot to go down there, maybe kick a field goal, put it in overtime, or maybe even take, uh, take the lead on the touchdown. That didn't happen. 49ers got the first down. Game, ball game. 49ers win. They continue... The the, one of the two unbeaten teams in the league. My prediction is by the end of this weekend, we'll have one un- undefeated football team, and that will be the 49ers. Yes, I do have the Patriots losing this weekend. We'll have more about that when we break down the games um, upcoming here. But for, for last night's game, um, Jimmy Garoppolo looked fantastic. George Kittle looked nice. Um, had, had that little injury. Got a, uh, hopefully what injury wasn't too bad, but it kept him out towards the end of the game there. Manuel Sanders. Over 100 yards in his second game as the uh, wide receiver there for the 49ers since they picked him up from the Denver Broncos. A nice game from Matt Breda. Tevin Coleman kind of struggled um, after the big game last week. If we flip over to the Arizona side of the game, first half was all Kenyon Drake. Kyler Murray didn't look very good in the first half. In the second half, he kind of came out, kind of used his legs a little more, was able to get things going on the ground um, as, as the mobile quarterback he is, was able to do that as well as kind of get the ball um, to some of the receivers. A great catch and, and score from Andy Isabella. Haven't heard much about him coming into the year. He was a player that I was very high on coming into the year. I thought he was a player that might be able to kind of, uh, um, kind of have success as like a third option for this offense. That has not happened. Maybe the second half of the season we do kind of get Get, um, more impact from Isabella. Uh, Christian Kirkwood, a player that, that I thought was going to have a, a decent game yesterday, didn't do much at all. Larry Fitzgerald, not a great game as well. It was pretty much uh, uh, Kenyon Drake, a phenomenal debut for the Arizona Cardinals. And then at second half, when the second half came, it was Kyler Murray, it was Andy Isabella, those kind of players there. Looked at, but for me, what I thought was impressive was the Arizona was able to kind of hold in there, hang tight, even though they saw 49ers kind of jump out to a big lead. The youth there in Arizona was able to kind of uh, keep the composure, stay with their game plan and have a chance down the road at the end of the game kind of to get back into it. Like I said, if they would have made a stop, they would have had a chance, but that didn't happen. But you got to like what you saw if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan. I think they're making the right moves and to kind of turn this thing around, and who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of years, but I think they do have their quarterback in Kyler Murray, um, especially against a, a, a dynamic defense like the 49ers. 
We've seen this defense kind of put on a show on a weekly basis. Yes, it was off a short week, but the 49ers defense was not what we've seen in, uh, so far this year. The Cardinals were able, kind of able to exploit that in the second half. And uh, as an Arizona fan, you, got, you kind, of, kind of have to like what you saw at Arizona. If you're a 49er fan, the season's not lost. You're still undefeated. It looked phenomenal. Great game from the passing offense there in, in San Francisco. Yes, kind of frustrating to see Tevin Coleman kind of struggle in that game. Yes, it's kind of frustrating to see the, the defense struggle against the Arizona Cardinals, but nothing to worry about as 49ers. 49ers are legit. 49ers will be there to come the end of the year. I think it's going to be between the 49ers, the Saints, the Packers. There's some t- very talented teams in the NFC, and the 49ers are right there in that talent- talented offense, talented defense, talented team. The 49ers have all three phases going for them this year in football. Let's jump right on into the Week 9 matchups. What's going to happen this week in fantasy? What's going to happen in predictions? We're going to start it off with the Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars over in London. My thoughts on this game is we're going to see a pass-happy game all the way around. I think we can see Deshaun Watson and the, the uh, DeAndre Hopkins matchup be a phenomenal one. Watson and Hopkins are going to be one of the better stacks on the week. I think we can kind of go back to the well on uh, Kenny Stills. Yes, he was a very con- uh, a, a cash game and really a GPP play last, last week. He was very popular, very uh, um, uh, uh, Chalky, as they say, for DFS. Kiki Kude threw a big old dud last week. Uh, a goose egg. I still think Kude is a player that I, that I want to look at in GPPs. With all the attention going to Hopkins and Kenny Stills, I still think Kudy, Kiki Kude can have a decent game. I do like him this week in GPPs against a, 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 an, a very weak, especially with no... Um, uh, they're in Jacksonville drawing a blank on the, the, the uh, cornerback there. Um, Jalen Ramsey. Without Jalen Ramsey there, the Jaguars' defense is not what it used to be, especially in the secondary. I think the Houston Texans are going to continue to roll, continue to throw the ball, continue to have success. Obviously Hopkins, obviously Stills, but I think Cootie's a player that I want to keep an eye on for GPPs. As for the Jacksonville side of things, obviously Leonard Fournette, with the, with the number of snaps he's getting, the number of touches he's getting, the volume he's getting, Fournette is a must-start in all formats. This is what I thought going into the year was going to be with him. I thought the, um, the volume would be there. I didn't think it would be this kind of volume that we're seeing right now. We're seeing peak Le'Veon Bell type of volume from uh, uh, Leonard Fournette in both the passing game and the, uh, the ground game. Each week, Leonard Fournette has a chance to be the number one option at the running back position, and I think this week is no different. Houston Texans losing J.J. Watt is going to be a big deal for them moving down the road, especially against a team that, like the Jaguars. I love Gard Minshew, love D.J. Shark, D.D. Westbrook if he's healthy, a nice fine option at GPP. And I think you can also throw a, a share or two of the Jacksonville D as well. We know the sacks do come from Houston Texans. We know they give up sacks. We know that um, Watson can turn the ball over. So I think the Jags defense is a, is a decent play as well. But if I'm picking, I'm obviously going with the offenses for both sides. I think we're going to have a decent-sized shootout from London between the two teams. Give me the Houston Texans in a tough game, a a really uh, good game um, over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next up, we have the Washington Redskins taking on the Buffalo Bills. The Bills look to be legit. Uh, Josh Allen... Having a great year. I think last week we saw that the, the, the wind affected him, the weather affected him last week. I think it, um, with a player like Josh Allen, he's used to playing in the bad weather coming from Wyoming, but the, the wind can't affect the quarterback, and we did see it affect him last week. Good weather. If it's, if it's going to be decent weather in Buffalo, I do love the Josh Allen to John Brown stack. It's one of my favorite stacks each and every week. Both players have GPP uh, uh, breaking upside. 
Love the Josh Allen to John Brown stack. As for the Washington Redskins, there's really only one player that I like on that team. It's going to be Terry McLaurin. Um, with the Redskins turning the reins over to um, Dwayne Haskins, you got to like uh, McLaurin-Haskins uh, uh, combos there uh, moving forward with both of them being former college teammates. Now they're going to be able to put it in the NFL. Um, to, to start his year coming in, uh, coming in as an um, a, a in-game replacement, Haskins has not looked very good. Now he's going to have a whole week to kind of get ready for the game, but it's not a good game to go against the Buffalo Bills. Bills have a legit defense. I think they're going to kind of keep this Washington Redskins under control. And being the first start for um, Haskins, I think he's going to struggle against this Bills defense. Love the Bills defense. Um, love Devin Singletary. I think Singletary is going to start taking over that leadership role at the, in the backfield for the Buffalo Bills. I like plenty of options for the Bills. Only one I like on the, on the Redskins is Terry McLaurin, and I like him only for GPP. I think he's going to struggle against the Buffalo Bills. Decent, really good, actually really good secondary for the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills in a blowout over the Washington Redskins. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Sounds like Patrick Mahomes is not going to play again. That's going to put me on the Minnesota side of things, and I absolutely love Dalvin Cook this week. This is a complete smash spot for him against Kansas City Chiefs defense. This defense is not good despite uh, taking it to the Denver Broncos. The Broncos' offense is not very good, so that one game they had a couple weeks ago for this defense, it's kind of fool's gold. We're going to see this Vikings Vikings offense put up a show. I think we can also uh, look at the passing game for the Vikings, but I think this is going to be much more of a Dalvin Cook type of game. I think they're going to want to get back to that uh, smash the ball that we saw early in the season. I, I actually like Alexander Madison as well. Um, even uh, with Dalvin Cook as a starter, we're seeing Madison kind of get his touches in the game. I think he's a decent, deep GPP flyer. If he breaks one for a touchdown, you're looking good. And, and again, with Cook, um, as, a, as an owner of Cook, I think you definitely need to make sure you have Madison as his backup, um, whether it be going after him in, in, as a trade or if he's sitting on your waiver wire. I definitely think Cook owners need to make sure they have Madison because if something does happen to Cook, Madison's going to be able to step in there and the offense is going to roll just like they are with Cook as well. But if Cook is going to be able to stay healthy this entire season, he is going to be in the running for the RB1. A great year, and I think it continues this week against a bad Chiefs defense. I love Dalvin Cook this week. He might be one of my better, one of my favorite running backs this week in Week 9. As for the Kansas City side of things, I think we can look at Damian Williams. I think we started to see him kind of look like that old uh, Damian Williams with the playoffs last, last year. He's kind of struggled this year, but with that fumble by McCoy late in the game, we saw Williams come in and have that one drive where he kind of looked like he was the, the old the, the version we saw in the playoffs last year, which is why I was on him coming in, into this year. I didn't really uh, I, I didn't like the, the, the way the Chiefs have kind of brought in McCoy. That kind of affected Damian Williams. But if McCoy is going to have a fumbling issue, they're going to go back to Damian Williams. And I do think he is going to be the better of the two this weekend. But I only like him as a GPB option. There's no way I'm trusting any Kansas City Chief running back in cash games or season-long leagues. I do like him in GPPs. I like him as the, the little dump-off route that Matt Moore is going to be throwing, likely, um, from, especially against the Vikings defense. I can see a lot of dump-off pass, passes from uh, Matt Moore to Damian Williams. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a player I think we definitely are going to look at, but can we trust him to kind of put up a big game? I don't know if we can do that with Matt Moore as a quarterback. Matt Moore is no Patrick Mahomes. He's a decent quarterback, but we know what kind of quarterback Matt Moore is, and he's not a safe quarterback. So I'm not very high on Tyreek Hill in cash games, but I think he has a tremendous GPP upside as always because he can catch three or four passes and take all three or four of those to the house at any, any given time. Um, so he has tremendous upside for GPPs, but as for cash games, I do not like that Tyreek Hill. 
McCall Harbin's a, a, a decent GPP option as well. And I think we can kind of get back to trusting Travis Kelsey. He hasn't had the greatest years of um, being the elite tight end that he is. But last week with Matt Moore, kind of the quarterback, maybe, maybe all we needed was Matt Moore to get in the game to kind of get Travis Kelsey the ball. Yes, that's a joke. Travis Kelsey looks like he's getting back to the hang of things. And I think he, we can start to trust him on a weekly basis. And I also think we can trust the Minnesota defense as well. They're a very good defense. And with Matt Moore at quarterback, I think they're going to get a lot more of the turnover sacks, that kind of stuff, than if it was uh, Patrick Mahomes. Give me the Vikings over the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the New York Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins. A pretty crappy game if you're looking at the, the record-wise. Jets at 1-6, Dolphins 0-7. We know the Dolphins are looking for that number one overall pick. We know that they're uh, hoping to maybe go 0 for, for the entire season so they can take a shot at one of those top quarterbacks to kind of turn their franchise around. Hearing the rumors about Le'Veon Bell, about uh, um, Robbie Anderson, both kind of uh, rumors about being traded. I think both players are in smash spots this weekend. If I'm picking between the two, I absolutely love Robbie Anderson's spot for GPPs. I see a monster game coming out of uh, Robbie Anderson. As for Le'Veon Bell, I think he's safe for all formats. Um, but for me, it's Robbie Anderson. I'm going to have plenty of shares of Robbie Anderson. I just think a monster game is coming out of him, especially with the rumors about uh, being traded, being on a trading block, possibly leaving. I think he has a big game in him, especially against this Miami Dolphins bad defense and secondary. Which puts me on Sam Darnold as well as a GPP option. Um, there are better options out there that, that I like a little more than Darnold. But if you're playing uh, multiple lineups, I definitely think Darnold is in your GPP pool. I think he got a solid game against the Miami Dolphins. And I don't see him seeing very many ghosts out there in Miami, especially with Halloween over. Sam Darnold is a nice GPP play. As for the Miami Dolphins... <clears throat> Well, going back to the Jets, I think Chris Hearn is also a player that I'm going to keep an eye on. If he is able to go this weekend, he's definitely a player that I'm going to kind of t- take a look at. I don't know if I can start him this week coming off the injury, coming off the suspension. Um, as we remember, after, after his suspension, he suffered a hamstring injury. So how healthy is he truly going to be? Has not stepped on the field yet this year, um, but he's definitely a player that I'm going to definitely keep an eye on. And if you do have a spot to keep on your roster and you need a tight end, he's definitely worth the stash, as I told a lot of people a few weeks ago, to throw him in, 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 in your lineup as a stash play because um, I, th- I think his connection with Sam Darnold from last year can continue on this year. As for the Dolphins, uh, the only player that I'm really looking at is for GPPs. I think you can look at Preston Williams or Devontae Parker. Jets secondary is not a great secondary, um, but then again, the Miami Dolphins offense is not that great as well. You can also look at someone like Mark Walton, but for me, I'm likely not going to have any parts of the Miami Dolphins offense. Give me the Jets over the Dolphins as they continue to look for that number one overall pick this year in, in uh, NFL. Chicago Bears, Philadelphia Eagles, um, two d- kind of disappointing teams. Um, the Chicago Bears looking like a lost team. They can't find their identity. Finally, last week, they were able to get the ball to David Montgomery and kind of have him put together a, a very good game for the rookie running back, a player that I was very high on coming into the year. I thought he might be one of the better ro- uh, rookies this year. Hasn't got the looks that, they've ha- that they should have been getting him in, in Chicago, but maybe last week kind of changed his thing, realizing that they have to run the ball much more than they have to pass the ball. Trubisky is regressing. Um, he's not looking good. It uh, doesn't seem like he's getting better on a weekly basis like, he sh- like a young quarterback should. He seems like he's going down um, on, on a weekly basis. So I think the, the, the Bears are realizing that they need to run the ball much more than they are going to be passing the ball. Um, but this is not the matchup to run the ball against Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are one of the better teams against the run. So if the Bears are going to win, I think they're going to have to do it with the arm of Mitchell Drabisky. And I'm not willing to 
put my eggs in the basket for Trubisky. I just think he's not a very good quarterback. Um, the only player that I'm looking at for this offense is Allen Robinson. I think he has tremendous upside this week. No matter who the quarterback is, whether it be Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, whoever it is that's throwing the ball to Allen Robinson, he has had success. Imagine if he had a good quarterback throwing him the ball. I think Robinson has about as much upside as anybody in this league, um, d- despite having the, the bad quarterback play. I love him in GPPs. I also think he's worth it in, uh, in the all formats just because he does put the pr- he does get the production no matter what's going on on the field with his quarterback. Love Allen Robinson this week, especially with the Eagles and how many big games they give up to opposing wide receiver ones. Start Allen Robinson with confidence this week in fantasy. As for the Eagles, I think this is going to be much more of a Carson Wentz to um, Zach Ertz day. I think, I think we're going to finally see Zach Ertz kind of get uh, the ball rolling. Has had a very frustrating year as an Ertz owner. If, if, you own, if you own Ertz, you definitely have not gotten the production that you thought you were going to get out of the elite wider, the tight end. One of the better tight ends coming in the year has been middle of the pack. Um, you're actually kind of seeing Dallas Goder kind of have an even better year than uh, Zach Ertz, um, if you think about it. Um, I do love Carson Wentz. I'm not high on Alshon Jeffrey. Yes, he has a little bit of revenge into him, but he's been away from Chicago for quite a while. I do like Jordan Howard, another one of those revenge narrative kind of games. The former Bear, can he kind of run wild against his former team? Bears do have a pretty good defense, but they're not the defense of last year. I think they can be had at times, and I think the Eagles kind of do get going a few things there. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think the offense for Philadelphia is going to be able to move the ball a little more than what people think they can against the Bears defense. Give me the Eagles in a low-scoring game over the Bears on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Colts and the Steelers. Colts are going to be down T.Y. Hilton. Sounds like he's going to miss three to four weeks. Bump up to Jack Doyle. Bump to Eric Ebron. Um, Pascal, you can give him a bump. And I think we need to kind of take a look at uh, Paris Campbell. Um, he's an interesting play for me uh, in, the, in the time frame that maybe we don't have T.Y. Hilton. I was high on him coming into the year um, with Andrew Luck as the quarterback. And uh, we, we've seen Brissett um, kind of from week one taking over that job from Luck when we found out that he was going to retire. We've seen Brissett become that leader that this offense needs. Um, he, the Colts sitting at 5-2, and two, very solid football team. T.Y. Hilton's going to affect that offense, but I think we're going to see bumps in uh, other players on this offense. So I think it's uh, definitely a player you want to keep an eye on. I don't know if he's worth, quite worth the stash just yet, but if you do have a spot that's kind of um, a, a wasted spot right now, I don't hate the idea of picking up Paris Campbell and hoping that maybe he can put something together in the second half of the season, especially with T.Y. Hilton out likely for three to four weeks. With the news that uh, Hilton's going to miss this game, I think it's going to be a, a tough game for the Colts to win. I think this was a, a going into the going into this weekend. I thought this was going to be kind of a game that the Colts kind of can lose. Uh, coming off three big games, uh, big wins, uh, starting off with the Chiefs um, uh, a couple weeks ago, beating the Chiefs in Kansas City last week. Uh, allowing the Broncos to kind of steal that win from them, they were able to get the win with a last-second field goal, and then. Uh, in between the two, they beat division rivals of the Texans. So this kind of seems to me to be like a down game for the Colts. I think that the Steelers can kind of, especially being at home, I think the Steelers can steal this away from the Colts, even though I think the Colts are the better team. Give me the Steelers, um, and I think we're going to see Juju Smith-Schuster continue on with his uh, big game last week. I think we're going to see another big game from Juju this week. And without James Conner, it sounds like James Conner is doubtful, and with no um, uh, Benny Snell, 
Fire up Jalen Samuels. I think he's going to be very popular in DFS, and I think he's a fine option in season long. If you own, if you went out and picked up Jalen Samuels this, uh, this week in your waiver wire, I think he's well worth the start against the Indianapolis Colts. Give me the Steelers over the Colts on Sunday. Tennessee at Carolina. Hearing the rumors about Cam Newton, sounds like Cam Newton likely will not be back this year. The foot's not getting better. Going to go see a specialist on, on why it's not getting better. So it sounds like the uh, return for Cam Newton is going to hap- not going to happen. A lot of a lot of people thought, including myself, that with the struggles that he had last week, um, Kyle Allen was going to lose the job to Cam Newton. Now we're hearing Newton's not likely not going to be coming back this year, or if he does come back, it's going to be tough to come back. Um, it's going to be it's going to be Kyle Allen's job to to, to maintain. Can he keep the job? Last week was a, was a tough game because he's playing against 49ers defense, and we know the 49ers have a tough defense. Tennessee's not a, a joke either on defense. They have a pretty decent defense. But I do like the Carolina Panthers offense a little more than I do like the Tennessee side of things just because I think Tennessee's not going to be able to get much going against the Panthers defense, and I'm not a Ryan Tannehill fan. Yes, a lot of people thought that he was going to be able to turn this offense around, getting, uh, being a better option than Marcus Mariota. That first game, he had a solid game coming back. Don't get me wrong. He, I think it was three touchdowns that first game back. But we know what kind of player Tannehill is. Going up against a pretty good defense in Carolina, I see struggling in his future for Tannehill this week. I do like uh, Derrick Henry a little bit, but again, I, I don't like uh, attacking this Carolina Panthers defense. They're a little better than people think they are. I think they're going to show it against the Tennessee Titans. As for the Carolina side of things, with the news about no Cam Newton likely for the rest of the season, um, or, or, or if it's going to happen, it's going to be uh, very low likelihood that it happens. Not liking that uh, prospects for DJ Moore, for Curtis Samuel. I think both are still GPP options, but they don't seem to have the same kind of uh, play for like they do with, uh, with Cam Newton. Uh, Samuel has a little more connection with Allen than uh, D.J. Moore seems to have. Um, but again, the Carolina Panthers, there's a cheat code. His name's Christian McCaffrey. No matter who he's playing, I don't care if the Tennessee Titans have a great de- uh, rush defense. Can- uh, McCaffrey's going to get his, continue to get his. Give me the Carolina Panthers and that defense over the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Next up, we have the Cleveland Browns and Denver Broncos, a couple of struggling, disappointing teams. As a Broncos fan, kind of embarrassing right now to be a Broncos fan, seeing what this organization is doing at the quarterback position. But the Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield, looks like a, a, a lost puppy out there, not being able to do anything on offense, struggling as a whole on offense. The only, only player doing anything for that entire offense is Nick Chubb. I think Chubb is a player that, I'm, that, that I can trust no matter what on a weekly basis. Outside of Chubb, I don't trust anybody on this offense, and that includes Odell Beckham. Yes, Beckham has the name value, but he's not getting the job done. And going up against Chris Harris, I don't like the, the matchup he has coming up this weekend. Chris Harris is a very good cornerback, and if he does kind of shadow Beckham around the field, I do think Harris can kind of keep him jumbled up together. I do think that's going to open up things a little bit for Jarvis Landry, so I don't hate him as a GPB option, especially in those sites that count as full PPR. Um, As for the Broncos... With the change at quarterback, uh, a quarterback that has never taken a snap in the a snap in the NFL regular season, actually both quarterbacks that are going to be on the roster this weekend, the starter and the backup, have yet to step in a game for a regular season matchup. Allen never even uh, Brandon Allen for the Broncos. What kind of player he is, we'll find out on Sunday. 
I'm a little worried about Sutton. I thought I, I thought Sutton was in for a monster year this year. Um, with with uh, Emmanuel Sanders gone, I thought that it was going to be uh, his time to kind of shine. But new quarterback, not knowing what that quarterback is, I don't know if Sutton is uh, a, a trustworthy option just because I think of the uncertainty. He does have all the talent in the, in the world. He has a tremendous upside, but I just don't know what kind of player Brandon Allen is and how he, how he's going to perform against the Browns. Browns don't have a great defense, so I think there is a path for success for Sutton to, ha- to have a decent game. But if you have better options, I definitely think Sutton is a bencher if you have better options um, this week just to be because of the uncertainty of the quarterback position. As sad as it sounds, give me the Browns over the Broncos this Sunday. Detroit Lions heading up to Oakland to take on the Raiders. Um, I'd love the Raiders' uh, uh, passing game with Waller and uh, Tyrell Williams against this Detroit Lions defense. I think both players can have a success this week. This week, I don't. I I, I kind of like Josh Jacobs just because of what he can do with the passing game. But I think he's going to struggle against the uh, on the ground against this tough Detroit Lions rush defense. But I think that they can get things going through the air. As for the Detroit Lions, I love the passing game as well. Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, T.J. Hawkinson—they're all in play for me. If I'm picking one, uh, uh, a combination of the two, I like Galladay followed by. Hawkinson followed by Jones. I think Galladay's in for a big game against the Oakland Raiders defense. I do not hate a Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson stack and then running it back with Tyrell Williams or even going with a Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones stack and running back with Darren Waller. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game between the two teams. Give me the Oakland Raiders over the Detroit Lions this weekend in, fan, in football in the predictions. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's defense is not the defense we've seen in the past. Well, it's not the same uh, 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 bone-crushing defense, especially in the secondary that we've seen that Seattle Seahawks have in the years past. No more of the um, big-time players there in that secondary, which makes me on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers passing, passing offense. Absolutely love Jameis Winston. Love Mike Evans. Love Chris Godwin this week. Yes, Winston might throw two picks, might fumble the ball, two, three times, but it doesn't matter. He still gets stats, still gets touchdowns. No matter how many times he turns the ball over, for fantasy, that, that's not what we're looking at. We're looking at what he's going to finish at the end of the day with. If he has a couple picks, but he throws three or four touchdowns, that's fine with me. 400 yards, that's fine with me. Um, if, if I have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in my top five at wide receiver this week, which I do, that's going to make me high on Jameis Winston, which I am. I love the Seattle Seahawks side of things as well. I think this would be one of the games that I'm going to try to attack um, as a game stack quite a bit, kind of uh, do different combinations. I absolutely love, and one of my favorite game stacks is Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston with both Evans and Godwin, and then returning it back with DK Metcalf. I'm not high on Chris Carson as a running back this week. Buccaneers, despite being a very bad defense against the pass, they are pretty good against the run. I do like the Seattle uh, passing game much more than the running game. Buccaneers have no ground game, so that's going to obviously have me on the, on the passing game, which is why I love the passing game for Tampa Bay and Seattle. Give me the Seahawks in a barn burner against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Next up, we have the Packers 7-1 against the Chargers 3-5. Packers are rolling. They're going to likely get their best wide receiver, one of the best in the game, Devontae Adams, back this week. Um, The injury that we're hearing the toe, the toe injury sounds like he didn't want to come back until he was 100% healthy. So if he is going to be back this week, you got to trust that his health is there. Saw a video of him leap, uh, leapfrogging over one of the coaches. That's got to be a good sign for his toe uh, feeling better. So I think once he does come back, I'm not going to be worried about his toe at all. 
insert him in your lineup as, uh, um, as soon as that happens. I think it's going to happen this week. All signs are pointing to him being back against the Chargers this weekend. Aaron Jones, one of the better running backs in football this year, um, especially to take out that week one matchup where he kind of struggled in week one. People thought maybe he was a bust. He's been one of the best, if not the best, running back in football. The way he's getting involved in the passing game as well. Um, the, the, the Packers are splitting him out on the outside and being a mismatch against uh, safeties and linebackers. I uh, love what the Packers are doing. And now you're going to add Devont- Devontae Adams to this offense, who's, which seems to be already rolling. I love what I ha- uh, the second-half potential for this Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers back to being MVP type of Aaron Rodgers. As for the Chargers, they kind of are struggling to find out who their identity is once they got Melvin Gordon back. Um, I, I think it was a, a mistake taking some of those uh, uh, snaps and plays away from Austin Eckler. Eckler was a fantastic player to start the year. He's still a very good PPR player in fantasy, but um, he's a player that you just can't trust on a weekly basis like we were able to early in the season. Keenan Allen doesn't look to, look to be the, the former Keenan Allen that we've seen in years past. He's not the safe option that we've seen. Um, usually in PPR leagues, he's a very strong player, strong play on a weekly basis, but that's not the case this year. seems like Allen is struggling more times than not. The only player that I really trust on this offense is Hunter Henry. Henry has, a, um, has the upside, uh, as much upside as anybody on the offense. I absolutely love Mike Williams and GPPs against the Packers defense. We know that Mike Williams does have a two-touchdown upside in his game, like we saw last year a few times. Love Mike Williams' GPP, especially as he gets more and more healthy, which I think coming into the year, this is why I was not high on Keenan Allen. I thought Mike Williams, I thought Hunter Henry both kind of eat into the production of Keenan Allen. And even though they haven't been healthy all year, we've seen the struggles from Allen. And that now you're going to add in maybe a couple healthy wide receivers in Williams and Henry. It's going to affect Allen more and more. But hopefully – as an Allen owner, maybe it opens them up a little more because people are going to have to kind of take more, pay more attention to Henry, pay more attention to Mike Williams. You still have Austin Eckler out of the backfield as a pass catcher. You've got to assume that Melvin Gordon's going to eventually get going, and you've got to assume that this Chargers offense is going to finally find their identity. They don't know what it is yet. I don't quite know what it is um, with Melvin Gordon, but you've got to assume that eventually they will find it going, and maybe that will open up Allen a little more. But for me, I'm more high on the Mike Williams and Hunter Henry than I am on Keenan Allen's second half, especially with the upside both, pretend, both both produce. Um, going back to the Packers, outside of Adams, I don't think I can trust any wide receiver. Not to say that they're not good receivers, but I just don't think we can trust who's going to step up on a weekly basis. Aaron Rodgers spreads the ball around all over the place, which makes all the wide receivers um, outside of Adams. Adams is playable in every in any format, but the other wide receivers are obviously GPP options. It's just a matter of uh, figuring out who is going to be the option that particular week. This week, I think it might be more of an, uh, a, a uh, Mark of the Ball and Scantling week. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's Mar- uh, Geronimo Allison kind of get put back in the slot. Maybe with Lazard kind of going on the outside with Devontae Adams. Maybe you put Allison back in the slot where he kind of success in, in earliness in his, in his career. That's the way I see it. Give me the Packers over the Chargers in what should be a pretty decent game um, there in Los Angeles. Next up, we have the Patriots and the Baltimore's. I kind of. Uh, Give you a little uh, heads up on my thought here. I think the Patriots are going to uh, fall to the fall out of the ranks of the unbeaten. I think the Ravens have the team that can kind of put the put the screws to the Patriots and kind of uh, put that defense kind of on their on their heels a little bit. We've seen this defense; they're elite. They can get. Uh, 
I may think Baltimore is going to win the game, but the Patriots' defense can shut down anybody. My personal opinion, I, I just think I, I like what, I, what we have in Lamar Jackson to kind of put this Patriots' defense on their heels a little bit. Um, we've, we've seen this de- defense kind of play lights out. Now they're going to be going up against a very mobile Lamar Jackson. If he can do his game and kind of get success doing it, I think the, the Ravens are in a, a, a prime spot to kind of knock off the Patriots and pull off the upset. Obviously, with the Patriots, start anybody, Tom Brady, Julian Edelman. Um, I think GPB options are a fine option with Mohamed Sanu, Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers. The difference between Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers is just that it seems like we can kind of figure out who's going to get the ball on a weekly basis from New England at the pass catchers where we can't with the Green Bay Packers. But the backfield's a different mess. Um, Sonny Michelle, who I thought was going to be a, a solid player this year in fantasy, has not been that. He has, he's had a couple of big games, but he's definitely not a safe option. I think I can only start him in standard, and I don't know if that's even a, a, a safe option with the way that they're kind of uh, using other options, whether it be Rex Burkhead, James White, whatever the option is. I love James White and PPRs. Again, with Tom Brady, we know he's going to go to James White. We know he's going to go to Julian Edelman. And I think uh, th- there's, there's production there for Sanu. I think this is going to be a Sanu week this week. So I love him in, in PPRs. Flipping over to the Baltimore side of things, we already talked about Lamar Jackson. Love Lamar in this matchup. I think Lamar's going to be able to use his feet and his arm to kind of get things going against the Patriots. Um, I'm not high on the wide receivers in Baltimore. Um, some people may want to play Marquise Brown, but I think with uh, the uh, shutdown corner of um, uh, Gilmore there in, in New England, we've seen him shut, out, shut down some big-time receivers this year. No matter who he lines up against on the on on the outside, where he shadows, he's he's shut down at wide receiver. I think Brown's going to be a player he's going to kind of uh, key into this weekend. So I'm not high on the wide receivers there in in uh, Baltimore, but I do think Mark Andrews has a, a, n- a nice game against the Patriots defense. Give me the Br- Baltimore Ravens to upset the New England Patriots in a very close, maybe won by a Justin Tucker field goal on Sunday night. And finally, we have the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants, one of the better rivalries in football. Kind of getting a, a revised rivalry with what the Cowboys have done the last few years on both sides of the ball and what the Giants have done, bringing in Barkley last year and bringing in the, their quarterback of the future, Daniel Jones, this year. I think this has a, a game to be kind of a sneaky shootout. Um, some people may like the Dallas Cowboys to kind of shut down the Giants' offense, um, but I do think the Giants are able to kind of move the ball against the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are obviously going to be able to move the ball against the Giants. I like both passing games um, this weekend. And obviously you have to like Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. If I'm picking one or the other, I think I'm going with the ground game for the Cowboys and the passing game for the Giants. Give me plenty of shares of Ezekiel Elliott. And if I'm picking on the Giants side of things, obviously Barkley's a great play. But I think Golden Tate's going to have a decent game. And I think Evan Ingram is in a smash spot as well. If you're playing the one-game slate, I do think Sterling Shepard is a nice option as well. And I think Daniel Jones is the way I'm going to be going um, if I'm looking at the quarterback position on the one-game slate. I think more people are going to be going to Dak Prescott and that passing game, which is going to put me on the Daniel Jones side of things. And a lot of people think Daniel Jones can have a bust of a game this week. I think there's a path for both ways. I think there's a path that the Cowboys can kind of keep him under control and, and uh, hold him down and have him the rookie struggle. But I also think there's a very good path that he can uh, find success and throw for two or three touchdowns against this Cowboys. Cowboys defense, who in the past has been good, but has also been had as well, depending on what defense um, it decides to show up for the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys in a high-scoring game over the New York Giants. That's week nine. Hopefully I guess helped you guys kind of get on di- an idea of where to go, which way I'm looking at. 
Um, plenty of uh, great contests out there if you're playing over on DraftKings and FanDuel. Great GPPs out there. Um, some great different ways to be contrarian. If, if you're part of our uh, premium premium uh, membership are, uh, people out there, I'll have my uh, GPP and my stacks coming out later today. This week, uh, until Friday at midnight, I'm going to have my game-by-game breakdown. So if you like this podcast and you want to have a little more um, information on what, what, what the way I th- think these games are going to go, you can definitely go to the website. Up until midnight, I'm going to have it free to everybody, our game-by-game breakdown. Talks about players I like, talks about my predictions of the game, and kind of gives you a little write-up of the game as well. So if you're, not, if, if you're still on the fence on whether or not to sign up for our premium articles, our game-by-game break, breakdown is free until midnight tonight before it goes back behind the paywall. So definitely take a look at it and see if it's something you want to um, look into uh, this year or next year to be part of our genius mob to get part of the uh, premium packages. Again, we have DFS and season-long packages available, both weekly and full season packages available. We have our mastermind chat of uh, weekly, monthly, full season packages available. Now that we're getting ready, uh, we're getting into the trading season, trying to make your team a better team. If you have an, uh, a question on trades, question on roster constructions, maybe you have a DFS question, that's what we set up our mastermind chat for. So definitely take a look at it. If you have any questions, give me, hit me up on Instagram. More than happy to answer those questions to kind of put you on the right side and maybe get you a member of our, our mastermind chat. Those that have already signed up, are, we're having some great communications. Let's get you involved as well. Weekly, monthly, full season packages available. That's our website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Over on Instagram, we are at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. And on Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. Have a great Friday. Have a great day. Good luck in your Week 9 matchups. And let's dominate those leagues. Have a great day.